What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bit by Bit podcast, the only show approved for robot consumption. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Phillips, alongside the Tijuana snake charmer himself, Blake Walker. He's <laughs> <laughs> made me blow snot out my nose. Oh my gosh, the Tijuana snake charmer. <laughs> That was fantastic. That was really good. What's going on, everybody? Uh, good to be back for episode four. Uh, a little bit of horror this week. A little bit of horror. Let's hit that uh, creepy intro music. Creepy intro music. Uh, I don't. I don't have creepy intro music. We could make some creepy intro music. First, uh, first on the horror docket is the the horror that was the uh, Taco Bell, <laughs> basically triangle chicken nuggets, the, the chicken chips. The chicken chips. <laughs> who, who, does, who does Taco Bell think we are? Do you think they do they think that we don't notice that they're just chicken nuggets, like because they called them something different? You think they're trying to pull one over on us? I th- I think it's I think it's more along <laughs> along the lines of uh, their demographic because <laughs> I mean they're open pretty late <laughs> for a reason. You know that's so. a that's a pretty good point. That's a pretty good point. Yeah, I'm sure that's a, a I, factor. Uh, I went in and I tried them. I didn't. I don't know how this is possible, but they're an even bigger disappointment than I expected them to be. Um, there's Can't even I was totally that. expecting them to be like nacho or like have some that like dorito dust or something on yeah them. no it's yeah. just something special <laughs> it's just a thin strip of chicken <laughs> triangular chicken nugget why taco bell sad. why yeah bring back the cheesy double beef burrito <laughs> <laughs> mini crunch wrap mini crunch wrap and the mini quesadilla quesadillas mm. Mm. I mean, those might they may still have those i don't know yeah, I think they do. Oh, I know where I'm going later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we what else we got? So that was pretty horrifying. The chicken nugget that was deal. Horrifying. <laughs> um, some other stuff that happened this week. Uh, Alan Wake. Alan Wake was like one of the biggest things. A lot of things happened this week, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think May seventeenth was like the greatest day for like nerd news that has happened in years oh, yeah. probably yeah there's there's some things that went off that you were all about dude i everything <laughs> i just dropped them all in the link dump and every single one had an exclamation point <laughs> like look at this look at this the witcher tv series blah 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 the rest of development season five <laughs> uh yeah we got a lot of stuff we're gonna be talking about here in the next couple weeks but that is not what this episode is this is the horror episode so let's just talk about Alan right. Wake right now so Alan Wake, uh, I, f- I feel like it came up kind of quickly, like they didn't have a ton of time to deal with it, but they, uh, when the announcement came out, uh, they, they told everybody that they were taking the game, all, actually pretty much all their content, the game, uh, American Nightmare and the DLC mm-hmm. off of Steam. Yeah, um, and Xbox. And Xbox. All digital marketplaces they had to remove it from. Because they had a music uh, license issue. Yeah. Which is, which got me thinking, is this going to be an issue in the future? You know? Right. Like, how, I mean, Alan Wake isn't that old. It was a 360 game, but it's not that old. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. What, what other games are we going to see this happen with, you know, in the next five, ten years? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they they announced and then it was it was gone like I think it was three days later. I think it yeah. was the th- the 13th is when I saw it. And then it was gone by the 15th. So yeah. just a couple days. But they had they had one final last ditch effort to get everybody as many people as they could to still get it because uh, they did a crazy sale that dropped it 90 percent off. 90 percent off. I have to say, so the, yeah, I already have Alan Wake on my 360 and I have my Xbox One through Back and Pat and I bought it anyway. <laughs> Four, yeah. Four dollars for both of them, you know, like that was nothing. Yeah, that's awesome. It's nothing. Had to do it. But that was the thing is they said even if you if you already owned it, you could at least keep it. They weren't going to like have to go in and remove it from your library or something. Right, like patch you know, out the Dumb music like that. Or, yeah. Yeah. Something. So that's good. That's good. Alan Wake's a great game. Um, I do have to say, while we're talking about it, American Nightmare was kind of a letdown. It's kind of a letdown so far. I haven't finished it. I'm still playing it. But it's like, uh, it almost seems like that was the technical test for that Quantum Break game that they made Uh. recently. Because it's way more focused about around like weapons and like uh, like a more open environment and like doing certain things to get better weapons. When that's not what Alan Wake is about at all. It's about you know progressing mm-hmm. through this really dark story with only like your flashlight and a pistol with limited ammo. That's why it was great. Uh, so they kind of just like took one step back, and it just wasn't. It's not nearly as entertaining. Now, okay, so you've played through the first one, yes, right? Yes, I beat the first one. Okay, because it's still on my list. It's worth a play. My question, play. <laughs> my question is, okay, Alan Wake or the terrifying game that we all know of Luigi's Mansion? Oh, man. Well, I mean, they're different enough, you know, both in their own right have their own, their own kind of mechanics that are good. <laughs> I definitely take Alan Wake, though. <laughs> not, not a competition or competition for me. Like Alan Lake all the way there. Even though I yeah, do, Luigi's I do Mansion love was was kind of weak. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got you got to respect it because they finally gave Luigi his own game. You know, yeah. Like it's like good for him. Good for him. Been living in Mario's shadow for like 30, 40 years. So uh, yeah, but Alan Lake all the way, dude. It's a great game. Great game. I just I just remember playing through Luigi's Mansion and. Every single time that you had to go through a door, it would zoom in on the doorknob and Luigi's hand would like reach up for it and like shake the doorknob. And if it was unlocked, he would turn it and open it. But you had to wait that entire time. (laughs) It's like a suspenseful moment, but probably a loading screen as well or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Surrendering the room. Uh, So that's funny, dude. We're kind of seeing like a resurgence in horror. Um, the new thing being horror survival uh, mm-hmm. kicked off. Uh, well, we got games like Dead by Daylight. Friday the Thirteenth is the new one that's out. Uh, we got like Outlast. Mm. Um, oh man, yeah. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of. There's another one where you play as a baby and you're like holding a, a teddy bear and it. I know what you're talking about. Is it? A, it's. I think it's the one I'm thinking of is a VR game. I think this one is not this is just a regular I think it's an indie title um but anyway it's it's similar it's the same kind mm. of game you know it's it's starting to uh like Daisy I guess would be like another sure. example you know kind of broad a broader uh version of that but but Friday the 13th being the most recent one and uh definitely the heaviest you know IP out of them all coming oh, geez, in yeah. this established you know Friday the 13th lore like people are dying to get their hands on this game uh, which comes out this upcoming Friday, uh, this what the twenty sixth, twenty sixth. Yeah, twenty sixth. So I don't know. What what do you think about it, man? Um, I my experience with the Friday the Thirteenth movies is um, not as in depth as you know probably a lot of people's. I've I've seen <laughs> I've seen Freddy versus Jason. That's yeah, that's the extent of. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but even knowing the just the basics of uh, the story behind Jason, yeah. I'm hyped about it. I think this is it's going to be an awesome game because I know how much uh, how much backstory there is yeah. already created with all these different movies. Definitely. It seems perfect. Like 
I mean, they really, I think they jumped in at the perfect time where this genre is mm-hmm. kind of blowing up and, you know, they're coming out swinging. They've got a lot of good features in this game. Um, mm-hmm. And we were discussing earlier kind of how it's really similar to like Dead by Daylight, yeah. which already exists and has existed. Um, and I actually have played a lot of, I, I really enjoy that game. Uh, pretty, pretty freaky uh, hiding from the killer, you know, and trying to work with people that you've never met, <laughs> trying to survive, and uh, it's definitely interesting. How's the gameplay of Dead by Daylight compared to a game like Evolve, where, uh, granted, you're in Evolve, uh, you're kind of on a more even playing ground because you're four players that are armed and hunting, right? you know, the, the beast, the creature, and at the same time, the other other side is evolving and growing and able to fight back right i i think it's definitely similar um it's similar in like a foundational way Uh, a lot of the same principles apply throughout both you know the open world the four-on-one which i think evolve really kind of brought to the forefront of gaming you know that wasn't really a thing we saw uh, until evolve came out you know the whole one-on-four with one player having a crazy advantage yeah, um, Dead by Daylight, very similar situation. It makes you feel the same, but it's it's way more survival based. It's way more, you know, try not to make any noise. You know, there's no offensive capabilities at all. You can't you mm-hmm. can't attack the killer. Um, it's solely about working together, staying away from him, and completing, you know, uh, various tasks in order to escape, like starting generators. But the thing that makes it tough is that it has like these these action moments where you run up to the generator and you have to hold like a button down to or I'm sorry you like initiate it with the button and it kind of spins at this little circle and at a certain point you'll have to do like a skill check which is like you have oh, to geez. hit it at a certain point or the generator makes a huge like explosion and you know obviously the killer Oh man you. So you and another person have to sit there for like 45 seconds or whoever, you know, many people are doing it. Mm-hmm. And you have to hit every single skill check or the killer will know where you are. Oh, man. So it's just tough, you know, it's tough. So the Friday the 13th game appeals to me because you have offensive capabilities in some degree. You know, you, you mm-hmm. can take Jason on if you yeah that was one of the one of the potential uh end game scenarios that i saw was you've got uh you can escape you know repair the car or whatever you or boat you can um fix the phone line so that you can get the cops to come in you can wait out the timer you know so if you find a a nook somewhere that you can just duck into and stay there the whole time then you would survive yeah uh, or you can take the offensive and like fight and kill Jason before he gets to you, mm-hmm. which is which are all really uh, great options and you know fit really well into that whole uh, theme of Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight, you know, it's like you have to start the generator, start three generators to power up a switch, hit the switch, and the main gate opens and you can walk out. You know, if you can make it there. Or, mm-hmm. or you find, like, a key hidden and you like, escape through a trap door. Those are, like, your only two options. Um, so I like, I like the variety in the Friday the 13th game. It looks really intriguing. Uh, it's cool that they're putting in a lot of different versions of Jason, a couple different maps, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the whole, like, campground vibe, like the classic 80s horror oh, yeah. vibe is really, really cool. So the crew is something that really impresses me. Uh, one of the guys that's involved is Tom Savini. I, I think he's – I'm pretty sure he's doing something involved with the design and um, he's done a lot of work with uh, like gory like makeup and stuff like that. He he was involved in uh, a lot of movies before this – before this game. He was in Dawn of the Dead. He did some stuff with Day of the Dead from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, he was in – uh, perks of being a wallflower. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, which is kind of a weird one to add to the list. Yeah, still a good movie. <laughs> but there's him. There's uh, Kane Hodder. Um, he did the motion cap for, uh, for Jason. He actually played Jason in four of the films. He had an interview where he talked about, you know, Jason is uh, 
he's a voiceless character. Mm -hmm. There's there's not a lot of inflection and stuff that you can put on. And Jason can't just come up and go like, ah, I'm angry. Ah, you know. (laughs) So he had to do a ton of acting just through body language and heavy breathing and trying to bring that character in just through the essence of being, you know. Right. Yeah. Just his movements Um, and how he carries himself. You know, define him as a character. So it's cool that they brought him in to do that. I think that was a good yeah. idea. Gun Media is the company that's putting it out this Friday, twenty sixth. I don't think I've uh, heard of them. Must be. I don't. New for yeah, this. I don't think they've done a ton of other stuff. Yeah. Um, what I think is kind of funny is obviously Dead by Daylight knows the developers know. You know that yeah. this is happening. Oh yeah. Um, they just released a new character for Dead by Daylight. Mm-hmm. That is supposed to, in their words, in their words, evoke like an 80s horror Mm. vibe. That is like how they put it. And he's supposed to be like a mad doctor that has like crazy interrogation techniques or something like that. That's the new uh, monster. And that that seems like, and they're supposed to have some sort of like supernatural element to him. You know, it seems like a direct answer to Jason to me. Like, sure. You know, I. Uh, they already have Michael Myers in Dead by Daylight, which I think is uh, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. But yeah, I think they're they're definitely trying to uh, combat that and trying to retain their own player base from like jumping ship to this game that seems like a better version of their game. Right, right. Because so. it 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 still has that core uh, terrifying aspect of I gotta live. This guy's gonna get me, but it also allows you the option that I really like of you know what no no i'm taking this into my own hands yeah yeah. (laughs) i'm I'm gonna fight back against the killer grab a lead pipe and beat (laughs) his head in why does nobody ever ever do that (laughs) so there was another game that got announced i think this last week Mm. uh it is called ad infinitum Why why don't you tell us a little bit about that so i don't know if you've seen the trailer but it is Terrifying. terrifying it looks awesome yeah. the their description is ad infinitum is an atmospheric single-player horror game which puts you into a world war one setting seen through a first person's perspective and what it seems is is that it's this soldiers uh the the demons that the soldiers facing be it from um the the trauma of war and the things that he's done or just the atmosphere that he's around yeah. and so he starts seeing all these things and there's this at the end there's this giant monster with lanky huge arms that kind of stretches out and was like yeah so it was uh yeah pretty terrifying it's like the, through the whole trailer you can like hear it chasing him like you can just sense like mm-hmm. something's following him and then at the end that reveals you know and I was like whoa. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not usually yeah. too hip on horror games, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, beyond like Dead Space and like Dead by Daylight, but right. <laughs> I think uh, I might be picking this one up because it looks. Super, I think it would be awesome. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to stream it. So maybe when it's mm-hmm. when it finally releases, we'll uh, we'll have to do something about that. But definitely, yeah. definitely check out the trailer and see what you think about it. But. We both think it looks pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to get more details on it as it comes out. For sure. So, Blake. What's up? When you were a kid, I know you said you're not much for horror movies. Not typically. But when you were when you were a kid, was there a movie that just terrified the heck out of you? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you gave it to me, so I don't want to even say it because it was yours originally. <laughs> yeah, because we shared the same one. We shared one. the same one. Yeah, it was the, the movie. Okay, so we both live in the Midwest, so the movie Twister messed me up as a kid. <laughs> no doubt. When it blows that house like across the road, you know, and yep. you're just like... Yep. Oh my god! Like that looks like my yep. house. Like the flying cows. Yeah. <laughs> in the very so in the very beginning, when the little girl is has to go into the basement with her family mm-hmm. and it takes her dad or whatever. Spoilers if you haven't seen <laughs> Spoilers Twister. Spoilers for this twenty-five-year-old yeah, movie. First, <laughs> first five minutes of Twister. <laughs> <laughs> she they go get into the basement and like that was our house growing up, like in the middle of a cornfield. And mm-hmm. we had we even had uh, 
one of those floor doors that you had to pull up to get into the basement. And yeah. So my my parents actually like it was so bad. I would as soon as I heard thunder, I would just like I would take the VCR and I would record the meteorologist like this is where the weather's at. And then I would I would replay it and be like, mm, I don't know. It looks like it's going this way. And my parents had <laughs> they had to start like lying to me um, because I would be like, hey, um, so do are is there going to be a, you know a tornado coming through here and they're like no 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 see tornadoes they can't go over creeks and waterbeds and there's a creek that runs around our town basically so we're in a bubble we're fine <laughs> we're totally cool <laughs> or like what, what was the other one um oh no it's raining tornadoes don't come come during the rain like, yeah i heard that one too <laughs> oh my goodness we were both lied like, to as children Man, so, yeah, yeah. It took me took me years to get over that twister for sure. Twister for sure. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of another one, but really that was it. Like the natural disaster movies, you know, something that was mm-hmm. more like that's my thing with horror. You know, it's it's got to be like somewhat realistic to me in order. Sure, and obviously that doesn't apply with like games because you know, not, there's right. nothing realistic right, right. about Dead Space. Well, and you yeah, you've got a controller in your hands too while you're doing right, that, so. right. I mean, yeah, you're talking about you know. Uh, a force that cannot be stopped with inclement weather. So that, yeah. that scares me. Like this is the thing that can actually happen. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's mine. Do you have another one? So it's not necessarily one that was from my childhood, but the paranormal activity movies like would mess me up. Yeah. Pretty freaky. After I'd watch them. Yeah. Like but it's about demons and stuff, right? Yeah. 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 So like the, the the chick stands up at the side of the bed and just you see the the time delay and she's there for hours and then like that when i was a kid i used to sleepwalk oh man <laughs> there was one one night where my sister was having some friends over they were they were all sleeping downstairs and the next morning i came down like oh whatever you know yeah uh and my sister went hey how'd you sleep and I went, fine. What's up? She went, you uh, you remember sleepwalking or anything last night? And I went, oh no, no. what happened? <laughs> she she said, I I walked out to the top of the stairs and just let out this blood curdling high pitched scream. <laughs> Scared the absolute crap out of all our friends. So I don't know if she had friends back over after that. (laughs) That was the last time. Okay, so Blake, you've played. Have you played any of Prey? Yeah, I played a little bit of it. Uh, I played. What what were your impressions of it? Well, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know. You know, I I didn't play like a ton of it. I played the opening hour demo, which I played very slowly and ended up being a lot longer than an hour. But it was. It was interesting. It's like this hybrid between uh, Dead Space and uh, Dishonored. And okay. uh, I can't even can't even think like an like an Elder Scroll. No, Bioshock. Bioshock. So oh, nice. it, it has like a very Bioshock esque like atmosphere, you know, because it's kind of you're self contained on this space station in space, which is very similar to being contained in Rapture underwater, you know. Yeah. It's kind of just in its own bubble. Um, it plays a lot like Dishonored. It should have. It almost could have been Dishonored Space Edition. Like it, uh, awesome. Which which isn't a bad thing, you know. Dishonored mm-hmm. the gameplay is awesome, and Prey Prey was fun from what I played. Um, found it a little interesting. I thought there was going to be a lot more variety in the enemies, but even watching like uh, the speed run of Prey and watching mm-hmm. uh, just videos of it, it looks like there's only two kinds of enemies in the whole game. Um, okay. like uh, mimics and phantoms, I think. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you encounter the mimics pretty early on. And after that, you will be taking your monkey wrench against every object in the room, smashing you everything, will smash everything. I have no coffee cup left. I'm smashed in this game <laughs> because they are, they're terrifying. You like walk into a room and you see two white coffee cups sit on a table 
You're just like, oh, one of them. I don't know about this. Like, you just sprint over as fast as you can. And it turns out they were both just coffee cups. Uh, they were just coffee cups. So <laughs> that's that's pretty in a nutshell. Uh, it was it was pretty fun. I won't be picking it up until it's a little bit cheaper, but that's just because I have too much going on. You know, nothing against sure. the game. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw that uh, a guy already completed it, a speed run in 11 minutes. I watched the first part of it. Um, he, like, goes into a closet and tosses a bucket up on the the side of the door and has to jump up and glitch through the ceiling panel and... Mm-hmm. Grabs the what's what's I don't remember what the like gun a is. Glue, the glue it, cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a glue cannon. He uses that to climb up these spaces on the outside of the of the rendered world, and mm-hmm. it's crazy. It would just it's crazy. Go through the back doors of the matrix to get to where he's needing to yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. And I, I watched him do it when he had it in uh, like nineteen or twenty minutes or whatever before he hit mm-hmm. the eleven minute mark, which is insane. And you're just like, how? how yeah because mm-hmm. you know you get outside the map and obviously you're not nothing's being rendered because you're not hitting like the trigger points to render anything in the map mm-hmm. until he drops mm-hmm. like down back down into it and how does he even know where he's going he would have had to have right. memorized every location relative to everything else for mm-hmm. all of the key items and everything he had to pick up i have no idea how he did it and i'm incredibly impressed <laughs> Yeah, you know, even though he broke the game to make it happen, I mean, you'd have to mm-hmm. with eleven minutes. But uh, yeah, yeah, super, super interesting. If you've got ten minutes to spare, you know, uh, check it out because it's it's pretty interesting. So, what is it about? The those games and those movies that like, what is it about them that like, first off, terrifies us so much, and why is that something that we strive that we reach for? You know, why is that something that attracts us to them? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, are you asking what makes good horror? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What makes what makes good horror? Well. I do have a couple thoughts on that because it's it's something I kind of try and dissect. I watch my buddy play horror games on a stream on Mondays and uh, just watching him, you know, play through and react where I can just sit there and analyze the whole time instead of worrying about mm-hmm. actually playing. Um, so I've got a few, a few notes on that because I think what really makes horror games is like the environment. It's, it's the environment yeah. and the setting, you know, um, a game can have no actual enemies, nothing chasing you, whatever. And if the setting is correct, it will just feel eerie. It will feel mm. off. You know, something mm-hmm. just won't feel right. That's when you know a horror game's done well, in my opinion. Um, same for a movie, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of that can come from, you know, just like sound design. And, you know, you oh, get yeah. like just a dark space with some fog and put some like eerie, you know, music over it. Um, Stuff like that, but I think I think subtlety is really really a key to it as well. You know, not just being leaving a lot of it kind of mystified. You know, what what exactly is chasing you? You know, what exactly is mm-hmm. the enemy? Um, catching a glimpse of it from from time letting to time, your, letting your brain fill in the spaces where mm-hmm. I mean, where the unknown is. You know, right? I mean, if you're filling in that gap, you're putting your own fear into that gap. You know. Um, Mm-hmm. Just, just theorizing what it could be. You know, you're you're scaring yourself essentially. <laughs> if if they do mm-hmm. it right, you'll create your own nightmare essentially. Um, I have to say, scenes where you're actually being chased, um, mm-hmm. I think that happens in Dead Space a couple times. Biggest moment I think is when you first go to the Ishimura in the first one. Uh, like the opening moments mm. when oh yeah you know the team is with you and then the necromorphs start dropping out of the ceiling and they all die and you're like oh, all of them but <laughs> gotta go yeah gotta go. yeah and you get forced into this tunnel and one drops down right behind you and it's like on your heels you know mm-hmm. like and you can feel that it is just like right there and it's scary and you 
make it to the elevator, turn around, and it's right there, trying to push through the yeah. doors, and then gets cut in half by the doors, and you're like, oh, man. I got to play through those again. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. That's so good. It's so good. And, uh, yeah, I think being chased is, like, a big thing. I hate it is the thing. Like, I absolutely hate it because it's so horrifying. Like, yeah. they're my least favorite because they're the most effective, like, parts of, uh, of games, at least. Um, I think the open environment is kind of, like, the third and biggest thing, um, which we're seeing a lot of, as we talked about right now, open world survival mm-hmm. and survival horror games. And I think just the open world and, like, not knowing where anything is could come from, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, like, a linear game, you can pretty much tell where the trigger points are. For the horror yeah. action, you know, you're like, oh, well, there's a body sitting in a wheelchair in this hallway, you know, and they're the going to jump out. That's right. Like he's probably going to jump up and try to scare me. So you're already prepared for that. But if you're just mm-hmm. walking around an open world and something happens organically, you know, um, that could be that has potential to be a lot more terrifying in my mind. Oh, yeah. So that's that's kind of what I think makes uh, a good horror game. Yeah, you had you had mentioned the using the soundtrack to emphasize and put emphasis on that that terrifying element uh there was actually i just watched a really cool video about how um people use sound and movies and 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 tv shows and uh video games to be able to tell that story Mm -hmm. like things that came to mind um were jaws was one like um one of the things that I that I found out about Jaws was in the beginning of filming, they didn't have the shark, uh, the animatronic shark on set because it, it like hadn't shipped yet or just hadn't arrived. They're like, well, we got to film. So that that was that part where they left it up to the imagination and they, they took the camera angle from where the shark was looking and mm-hmm. they put in that that score that done and. <laughs> done and then it gets faster and faster and faster and and it all you see is the the girl in the water flailing about and she goes under and so it it fills your mind in like holy cow like this and you have that thought of well you know the ocean is deep you can't see down to the bottom of it you know so you have no idea what's down there exactly i hate the ocean god i hate it so it's Things like Jaws, things like the movie Psycho. Yeah. That's everybody knows that. Ree, 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 you know, that's that classic soundtrack. Uh-huh. But where it it drove just like drove that point even harder of uh, Norman Bates killing this this woman and dressed as his mother. And um, it's just like first, obviously, so iconic. Yeah. But um to for the just the simple thought just the simple scene of um him with a knife above his head and then moving it up and down and then like <laughs> it, you know it was black and white so they poured like Hershey syrup down the drain right right <laughs> um hitchcock and all those things combined just make you grip your seat and go oh man what just happened you know for sure for sure and that that's we kind of get a glimpse of all those like factors i just talked about like with jaws like you're just talking it's that ambiguity and it's the Mm -hmm. the openness of the ocean you know that's that's what makes it scary and then the music um the thing with music is like the actual like the game or the movie themselves just the the video portion of it is like the body and to me the music is the soul you know, yeah. the music yeah. is what conveys the emotion. Um, and we can use, we can just use like, let's use Star Wars as an example, just cause it's, it's easy. Like, sure. uh, the Imperial March comes on, you know, and you mm-hmm. feel like it's got this militaristic like theme to it and it's dark and it's heavy and you know, Vader's coming, you know? Um, yeah. Like you get all that. that marching, that marching, uh, pace, that tempo of yeah. dun, dun. Exactly. You get an image of like, you know, a battalion of stormtroopers marching behind Vader or something because it's like, and it's just the music. You don't have to see anything. 
and you just you just feel mm-hmm. you know that presence. Uh, same thing with like Duel of the Fates, you know, episode oh, one, yeah. Qui Gon and Obi Wan versus Maul. You know, you get like this, uh, just the intensity of it and uh, the energy is conveyed halfway through the music. You know, I feel like if you took the oh, music yeah. out yeah. of that lightsaber fight, it wouldn't be nearly as uh, like epic as it is. You know. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think music is a, just a huge factor. It's definitely the soul. Um, and that applies to a lot of big franchises. I think you can attribute, you know, the music design, sound design to their success, like Star Wars and like Halo, mm-hmm. um, Destiny, games like that. I really just like Marty O'Donnell and uh, John Williams. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm rambling on about sound design now. We can we can talk no, about something awesome. else. <laughs> well, like maybe just bounce from there over to movies in general. Um I mean, I talked a little bit about horror movies that scared us as kids. Um, there, there are some horror movies that just kind of stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, here's a good one. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I've not seen that. Classic. Definitely a classic. They had a rock star cast. They had Donald Sutherland, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Leonard Nimoy was in it. Like, nice. this movie came out in 1978, and they still capitalized on that that sound effect uh that using that that audio to really drive home basically there are these like plant pods that land on on earth or they they discover them and uh people start messing with them and it it kind of put takes over a person and puts them in kind of a cocoon and then clones their body and so that the new body has the mind of this body snatching you know, alien creature. Um, and it gets to the very end where this woman and this guy are the last two. And they were running from the, the body snatchers. And she, the next, the, like the next morning she's, she's in hiding and she goes to find the guy and, uh, she finally finds him and she's like, Hey, are you okay? And he just has this vacant look on his face and he lets out this, this sound, this. Oh my God, dude. And not, you know, not only is it by, by nature, a sound that makes you go, Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. Uh, But situationally it, it's a sound that, uh, directs the 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 scene and fills in context where you know he's he's been taken and he's mm-hmm. one of them and like it takes She's away the the, yeah it takes away this sense of hope that she had that there was a chance you know yeah oh, oh man. man so That's good brutal 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 along those same lines I'd have to say uh, alien nice yeah. Alien is uh, pretty freaky, man. The, the mm-hmm. first one, I I don't know what it is about the first one. I think it's just, you know, Ridley, desperate to survive, you know. It's just, yeah. it's just a good movie. Um, definitely a guy in a suit, you know, if you can tell. The Alien's mm-hmm. just a dude in a suit. But, but it was still good. Um, definitely, definitely scary. Uh, another one that I've watched is kind of a sci-fi horror. Uh, I think it was called Pandorum. I don't know if you've seen okay. this before. It's uh, this movie where, you know, Earth is overpopulated. They're sending people out like like typical sci-fi, uh, find a new mm-hmm. place, find a new world. So they put them on this arc and they send them out. Um, and they do the normal sci-fi thing where it's like, you know, they hypers or <laughs> yeah, they go into like cryo sleep um, in okay. shifts. So there's always somebody crewing the ship and then, you know, you rotate in and out. Um, during the trip. So that's kind of the, the theme of it. But Pandorum is like uh, the code name for this disease that you get for being in space too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it is, is they, they wake up, these two crew members wake up when they're not supposed to. Uh, they are, the power is surging in the ship. The reactors are overloading. They can't find the crew. Um, they make it to the bridge. They have a message from earth that says, Earth is gone. You're the last thing that's left. You know, Godspeed. Um, and they are like, wow, now we got to get the ship back online. So 
they progress through it and they realize that the crew um, that was supposed to be manning the ship either got the message and kind of broke down from this uh, like mental disorder, but they all became mm. like mutant cannibals. Oh, and they man. had started like cracking open uh, the cryopods and like like the people would just be like waking up, you know, like Whoa, what's going on? And they would just spear yeah. them right through the chest and just like eat them <laughs> like right there. Horrifying. Um, it's just canned food. That's what yeah, that is. pretty much. So, but can you imagine <laughs> like being in cryosleep oh, for like twenty years and then waking up? To <laughs> hey, Ted, how's it yeah, out? exactly. To be eaten by your former crewmates. Um, so terrifying, terrifying movie. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely worth a watch. I think it used to be on Netflix. So uh, okay. I won't ruin the ending, but I think uh, worth checking out. It's like an 09, 09 release, I think. So give mm-hmm. it a shot. See what you think. Uh, another classic I'm pretty sure you've seen was uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I actually remember you made a Halo custom map based on it. That's possible. I've made a lot of maps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one the one that you made, like, it was daytime and we had to equip ourselves and then had to get in the, in the house. And then as soon as night came, the... Uh, the enemy came out. The enemy player came out and had to try and hunt us yeah, down or something like that. I remember this now. It's yeah, that was Halo Reach. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man. But talk about that, good times. That one was that one was a, a good one. Um, Circa 2011. It's just people in ratty clothes waddling, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, that they're coming to get you, Barbara, you know, that line mm-hmm. that's but there are a few there were a few modern ones, too, that in my mind kind of deserved a mention. Um, have you seen the movie The Visit? No. To avoid spoilers for The Visit, skip ahead to 45 minutes, 50 seconds. So it's these two kids their mom is going on vacation and she's like, I'm going to send you to go stay with grandma and grandpa. And, uh, they get out there and grandma and grandpa, they're like, okay, well, you know, enjoy your cookies and go to bed. Don't come out after nine o'clock. Oh (laughs) dude. Okay. So I saw the trailer for this. I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause grandma's got something going on. doesn't she? Yeah. Well, it's both of them. Both of them. As the movie goes on, they both are kind of like, crazy people <laughs> is that what it is are they just like insane or is it some sort of possession so, story or uh basically their grandparents throughout the entire movie um the kids are skyping with their mom mm-hmm. and uh, at no point does the mom see the grandparents on camera and okay. even at one point uh the grandma accidentally got like chocolate on the camera yeah so you can't see it. And the kids, I think the kids went into town at one point to try and uh, get some groceries or something. And they're like, oh, you're so-and-so's grandkids. That's so cool. And of course, those people they're talking to don't see the grandkids and or don't see the grandparents. And they're like, your grandparents served at this mental institution over here. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they show a picture of four people and they're like, see, here's your grandparents right here. Well, the grandparents were actually the other two people in the picture. And the people that they thought were the grandparents were from the mental institution. Oh, my goodness. And they were so they were the the woman, the husband was trying to take care of the wife and the wife just really wanted grandkids and she never had any. So they went and killed these grandparents and shoved them in this crevice in the basement. And then we're like, oh, it's just, you know, we'll live here and the grandkids are coming because you you should never share personal information with you know in situations like that so yeah. of course they were like i heard that the grandkids are coming let's go kill them and take their place so dude what uh, the heck so yeah my question is did the mom not like drop them off like no no she like uh sent them to the air to the oh, airport okay. and then they went from the airport to the train or something and they, like they that they don't know what their grandparents look like no, they'd never met their grandparents. Interesting. Yeah. So it was a bunch of small little things that had the mom 
gone with them, she would have been like, well, well, kids, I don't see your grandparents anywhere. I guess we should just go home. Could have avoided you know? <laughs> this whole situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Be a responsible parent. Come on. <laughs> the One of the things that was like, oh, man, that is super crazy, was there was a, a woman. I don't remember if she was also from the same place that they were from or if she was a, a co-volunteer or something like that. But she came over to the house and the the woman saw the grandparents, the fake grandparents is like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And so like she figured it out and they ended up like hanging her in the backyard and the kids, it's nighttime and the kids walk uh, over to the back door and you can see the through the window, this woman just hanging from a tree. And you're like, oh, oh my this goodness. is terrifying. Oh, oh my we goodness. need to leave. We need to leave like <laughs> three, three days ago. <laughs> so that's a pretty good one. Visits. Yeah. Did you have uh, another one? I think I, I've got one here. Yeah. I got one more. All right. I don't remember if it, how well it was received or not, but I like the movie uh, The Crazies. It started off and kind of had a, (laughs) you know how in Jaws, the mayor is like, oh, we can't shut down the beach. Yeah. You know, it was kind of a similar situation. There had been this uh, military guy jumped out of a plane or his plane crashed and he, they found him in uh, way upstream in like basically had been bloated and had been been there for a long time, yeah. but he had this chemical on him that had leaked into the water and they were like, he, they went to the mayor and they're like, Hey, everybody's getting sick. We need to, we need to shut down the water supply. And the mayor who is, ha- of course is in this giant swimming pool. Yeah. Middle of summer. Yeah. He's like, well, you can't shut down the water supply. This is a community that thrives on farming. And we got to, you know, we got to utilize this water to be able to grow our crops. So short sighted. <laughs> yep. So little by little, people start going crazy and uh, just, yeah, become erratic and all over the place. And um, the reason that it stuck out to me, kind of like how there was that one scene in uh, the visit that made made me go, oh, 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 man. <laughs> yeah. um, they go to this truck stop and uh, there's this this lady walks in and it's just just her and this other guy. And the other guy goes around back and is trying to find a truck that they can drive off in. Well, she's out front in the diner and uh, she sits she sits down and takes a drink of her coffee and whatever. That's the end of the scene. It wasn't until the second time through that I was watching and I noticed there was a guy standing in the background the whole time, just motionless. And I was like, like, I missed it the first time that made it even creepier. Like not only does she not notice it, but I didn't notice it until the second time through. And oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's good directing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Um, Another one. This is another throwback to uh, kind of our childhood. I thought of another one. Okay. Um, Signs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was terrified of aliens because, mm-hmm. I mean, the only exposure to sci-fi that I really had was Star Wars and Halo at that point. And um, the flood absolutely terrified me. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, because I was nine and a half or something, mm-hmm. and we didn't have the internet. I was super sheltered, you know, like yep. I hadn't seen anything like that before, and it just scared the crap out of me. And uh, the Covenant wasn't scary or anything, you know, like whatever there. But but sure. aliens kind of had like a connotation to them, like they were pretty freaky, um, especially ones that were portrayed super realistically. So when mm-hmm. it came to signs, I didn't I couldn't watch it. My mom loved yeah. it and she watched it all the time. And I'm like, for some reason, I just can't even look at the aliens like I uh-huh. I, I didn't even know what they looked like until about six months ago. I was like, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to Google what the, the aliens and signs <laughs> actually look like. Um, oh, they've got faces. Oh, look, look at that. that. They just look like an alien. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what I was so freaked out about. But, yeah, that was uh, that was a big one. Big one for me mm-hmm. as a kid. Scared the crap out of me, man. Yeah, shout out to a couple of, I would call them like comedy horrors. Um, 
One was Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the I Woods. I thought that movie was hilarious. Wasn't that a Joss Whedon? Uh, like, I thought it was like a thriller, uh, like uh, like horror thriller, like mental screw around type movie. <laughs> so that one, it took all of these horror movie stereotype storylines and threw them into the same place. Yeah. So that um, basically there are sacrifices that had to be made to appease these gods that are going to destroy the earth. Okay. And however many different categories of horror movies that go fall into like American or Japanese or whatever, um, those were the countries that would every year try to create a sacrifice. And um, they the Americans led these people to a cabin in the woods and they went down to the basement and there were all these different like, you know, your grandma's knickknack type stuff. Yeah, like like, thousands. Yeah, yeah. And like there's a a music box and a a veil and whichever one like – you had to put on the veil to activate it or you had to let the music box play all the way through to activate or whatever. And whichever one fully activated first, that was the, the horror that came after them. Oh, wow. Uh, Um, so it keeps flashing back and forth between the cabin and the like control room Yeah, where all these people are, (laughs) they're taking bets on which one is going to be the one that's going to get activated. (laughs) Because it's just a normal day at the office for them. As far as horror elements go, it wasn't terrifying. It was written to have comedic elements. Yeah. Like, I I think it had... um, What's the guy who plays Thor? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. I think it had Chris Hemsworth in it. And he gets to a point where he finds a dirt bike and he's like, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to jump that broken bridge. And I'm going to go get the Air Force, the Army, the National Guard. I'm going to get everybody. <laughs> and they're like, yes, yes, go, go, go. And so he, he like does this epic like speed back where he spins his tire and he flies backwards. And then he takes off flying forwards and ramps off and just smashes into this invisible hexagon wall that's been, (laughs) that's been set up all around in a globe around their area. So they can't actually escape. Oh my gosh. Energy shields. Yeah. 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 So there's that one. And then the other one was uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. It's such a great movie. <laughs> Dude, the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy. That was probably one of my first one of my first actual zombie movies. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Shaun mm. of the Dead. Um, also, Hot Fuzz is almost. Oh, man. It's not really horror, but man, it's kind of freaky. The whole idea behind it. Yeah. You know? Them like purging the, the greater good, the greater good, yeah, purging society yeah. for for the greater yeah. good, uh, just to win the contest to appease mm. his dead wife, you know, or whatever, and uh, not appease because she doesn't know, but right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Do you have any? I have a horror movie that a lot of people probably haven't seen, but is not good, and it also oh, it, it plays <laughs> in a nerd culture as well. Okay. Um, which was the Halo Nightfall movie. So it's all, it's kind of horror-esque. Um, let me just dive a little too deep into Halo lore really quick. Um, Please do. You know, you know hunters in Halo. You know, travel in pairs, yeah. big, scary, one shot in the back and they're dead. Well, they're called Legolo or Mega Legolo. That's what their true names are. Not hunters, mm-hmm. that's what humans call them. Uh, but they're made up of these colonies of uh, these alien creatures called Legolo. And they kind of weave themselves together to create uh, muscle masks. They're like three foot long worms and they like twist themselves together. Um, and they have like a hive mind through their colony. So one colony usually splits into two separate hunters and they're like bond brothers because they're from the same colony. That's why they, you always see two of them in the game when they're next or when you find them. I'm going too far now, but anyway, <laughs> the, the whole thing behind Nightfall is um, they stop a, a – okay, you got to understand also this is after the Human Covenant War. Okay, This is uh, post-major post, okay. post uh, conflict, um, kind of in the weird time between Halo 3 and Halo 4. 
and it follows Agent Locke, who's, you know, like the main character in Halo 5, unfortunately. And it kind of tells his origins and his story. And uh, what they end up doing, the horror aspect of it, is they find out they have to go... Um, well, this terrorist attack takes place, an elite detonates a bomb in a human colony and uh, releases, like, this virus that only kills humans. Uh, and they find out the source of this material came from uh, a broken-off piece of the first Halo wing ring that uh, Master Chief destroyed. So they have to—that's the only place in the galaxy that this material exists, so they have to go there and destroy it. So obviously the Covenant can't source it and use it against us, or the remnant of the Covenant, whatever. So the problem is— it has been slip spaced. This piece of the ring slip spaced itself as a failsafe, like next to one of the suns in the solar system, and it keeps rotating. Um, so when the surface is facing the sun, it's like 200 degrees Celsius on the surface. You can't like survive. Mm. So anyway, that's why it's called Nightfall. They have to infiltrate the ring at night. Got it. Got uh, it. And what they find out when they get there is that a, a massive uh, colony of like Gola worms has taken up like residence on the ring like fraction. So mm-hmm. the enemy is actually like this overwhelming wave of like Gola worms that just like consumes people. Like they just are up on you. It's like a wave of water of all these like worms coming okay. at you. They kind of play into the whole like they can take uh, take different forms, you know, twist themselves into different forms. And there's, like, points where they see, like, a silhouette of, like, a person that they, like, lost, lost track of, like, off in the distance. Mm. And they'll be like, oh, we got we got to head that way. And they'll start heading that way. And then they just kind of, like, dissolve and melt into all the different worms, trying crazy. to, like, draw them in so they could, uh, yeah, kill them or whatever. Um, so it has some good aspects to it. It was so poorly executed that okay. it just, <laughs> it's not good. From even from a Halo fan, Halo super fan perspective, it just wasn't good. I think a lot of it was like I don't give a sh- about Locke. Like I don't care about yeah. Locke at all. I don't think I don't understand why they did that. Uh, I mean, I do, but <laughs> it was such a bad decision. Uh, okay, now I'm just talking about the horrors of the Halo franchise. So we should <laughs> let's uh, let's move it on. I want to talk about uh, Battlegrounds a little bit. Because I'm just so obsessed. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go ahead and touch on that. It's not it's not real <laughs> heavy on horror or anything, but pretty pretty freaky game only because of the aspects that I kind of mentioned before, uh, like the open world, not knowing, you know, there's like, there's 99 other people out there waiting to kill you, probably with yeah. better gear than you have. And yep. you can take a headshot, you know, at 500 meters at any time and just be done. So it's just like, the uncertainty and the openness uh, mm-hmm. really kind of make it pretty intense and freaky for me. Oh, yeah. But it's so much fun that I cannot stop playing it. Can't stop. Cannot stop. There was one of our one of our games that we played. You went in the front door and then walked upstairs and I went in another door and I looked to my left and the back door was open mm-hmm. and I paused and I was like, did he go in the front door or the, or the back door. door? And then I heard shots fired. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could have said something. I, I know. I run into that. Like, yesterday we were playing, and uh, that guy was in that house with you, and he walked right mm-hmm. past you. And I thought oh, he was you because your icon, you were standing was behind him, it. but your icon was above him, so I didn't shoot him. He comes out and shoots me. And then I'm watching him run around out there and I'm watching you come out the door and I should have said, hey, it's to your left behind the door. Yeah. And I didn't. <laughs> and then you got taken out too, which I think mm-hmm. you, you had him dead to rights, dude. You should have had him oh, man. without a doubt. But uh, yeah, you can go and watch that on the on the stream. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. One of our then there's the if you get down, but you're able to get to your partner to have them revive you and you're both just stuck there for like 10 seconds. Oh, uh, yeah. Can't move at all. Mm-hmm. Just have to wait. Oh man, it's pretty tense. Pretty tense. But I think that was a good uh, light note to kind of bring us into the ending here. Um, do you want to plug maybe that uh, indie horror game uh, website you were talking about? Yeah. So something that, that I think that we're going to start checking out as we work to bring you guys more gameplay and more uh, more streams and stuff like that. Um, 
website that you guys can check out is itch.io, I-T-C-H dot I-O. It's basically a website that just hosts indie games where you can go and uh, check stuff out and see what other people are creating. Um, they've got them divided up by genre, by platform, by price. So basically the one that I'm looking at right now is free survival horror and i there's just so much content right here that we could go through and just put out a ton of videos you know focusing on the awesome things that people are able to do even without a huge studio behind them that they can just that you know we're we're making this podcast at home we could equally just be able to take the take our time and create something as awesome as some of these games for sure highly encourage you check it out itch.io Slash game slash free slash tag dash horror. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a link in the uh, in the podcast description this week so yeah. you can find it pretty easily. Um, so you want to wrap it up here, right. man? You good? Yep that uh, that about wraps it up for us today. Uh, I'm Brian Phillips, Aged Expressions. And I am Blake Walker, got- the Fracking Keg. The Fracking Keg. You can find us on Twitch at BitXBitPodcast. Same with Twitter. Same with YouTube. All those things. We have about the same uh, title for those. Yep. So It's all the same. And Facebook and Patreon. Facebook and Patreon. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Catch you later. Catch you later. Peace.